0: So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless. Had get 30 30 you get 30, but get 20 20 20 to get 20 20 to get 15 15 15 15 just 15 bucks a month. Sold. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch.
2: $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: Gentlemen, how are we doing? Morning, Chris. Morning. Good morning. morning. Fresh as right? the day this morning. Yeah, you have had your bacon sandwich. I can see a little bit of ketchup.
2: Runny egg. We
1: good. Yeah, all good. Really good. Yeah. New market today.
3: Big meeting on today as well. Mm-hmm. Me and Johnny are going in the paddocks afterwards. Oh yes. <laughs> Steve, are this week? Shant be riding, mind, because I've not made the weight. <laughs> I <laughs> uh, don't think the, the horse could take the weight, <laughs> to be honest. Funny enough, right? You said that we uh, we booked. Missus's dad, a horse riding. You know, like one of these red letter days. Yeah. So I thought, oh fuck it, I fancy a bash on that and all. Anyway, we bought the the tickets and that. So we phoned up the gaff and uh, they said, ah, what what weight are the people who are going to be on it? Uh, and it would seem that we both got to chop a leg off if we want to <laughs> do this excursion. <laughs> <laughs> Five stone of a weight we are <laughs> for
2: the safety of the horses. Yeah. 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 So we're going. We honestly,
3: had to. Be f- you had to be 15 stone, no more. <laughs> uh, so we've had to cancel and we're we now going camel trekking because uh, we think we've half a chance of, of getting on. But yeah, so we've, unfortunately we've had to cancel the red letter day due we to oh weight restrictions. So what,
2: what's the um, alternative?
3: Uh, we're going out on piss. <laughs> That's a good alternative. <laughs> Results. <Yeah. laughs> Having a weekend away instead.
1: <laughs> Steve, how are we this week? Good sword, yeah, very good. But That era. Again, you know, we've had some good episodes Keegan. from that here, but the, the entertainers, and they've all been entertaining. Mm. Who's got, they've lived up to the name.
3: I think it's due a, a, another email to Faustino, me. is it that time? Yeah, another Spanish email. To I'll
2: Faustino. try, if if at first you don't succeed.
3: Tino, him. how are you, son? <laughs> just, ba- just badger him. Just badger him until he goes, oh, fuck, fuck <laughs> you, I'm going on. Who, who even is this? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot he was at
2: Man City. Yeah. Stevie, so he goes to Man City, Leicester. Yeah. What yeah. about devos man?
3: Oh, oh, you know what I mean? Brilliant. <laughs> see, do you know during it? I, I, I didn't pick up on I didn't pick up on, pick up on as, as many as you know what I means. Yeah.
2: See, but I did, because I, I think he's made message before, left a comment saying, how many times is he going to say, do you know what I mean? And I couldn't not think about
1: <laughs> it then. No, <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know what he'd see. Every now and again, he chucked, he chucked in uh, you know what I'm saying, which was a nice... Just to mix it up. It nice it's nice a change. A yeah. Be fair, he's got on
3: board with it, hasn't he? <laughs> I know yeah, what you're saying. You know what? what I mean. He's got on board with it. Yeah. He's not, he's, yeah. Not he's, it, he's not took it as criticism, has he? No. no.
1: Got that, haven't we? Yes. Oh yeah. But a quick mention to the sponsor for this this week's episode.
3: Uh, Footmob.
2: You. This is a bit of you, Johnny. Go
1: on.
3: Live scores. Oh well, uh, well that's what I, that's my coupon am yeah. sadly Over two point five.
1: Not just live scores though. There's, there's news on the stats. I mean, if, whether you're. A Casual fan or a, like a proper stator like you, John. Like I'm well, obviously not a proper stator,
3: but I, I do like to check who's who's looking likely to concede and score goals. But you
1: can you, you tailor those um, live updates to your needs.
2: Yeah, so you can pick pick your certain teams and get team news and so not
1: just c- teams either, like pla individual individuals. players. So, so fantasy you, football.
2: Yeah, are you a fantasy football man?
1: No,
3: no, too much organisation. But
1: even if there's a player that you just like.
3: Yeah,
2: do you just know, like uh, the look of him. Yeah,
1: yeah. Do, who's, you know, who's your favourite? You, oh, I'd have had Arna Gunn-Lagson and search it on <laughs> there. You know, just keeping, just keeping an eye on... The, you know, like he's he having the a coffee today, yeah. <laughs> Good
3: <lad. He's> laugh. He's having another smirk of ice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you him? know, like there's a player at your, at your club who like moves on, but you, you, you want to keep an eye on You've the career. You've got an affinity. Done, well, one of your favourites, yeah. yeah. You can just pick that player and he, he'll give you an update when he's starting, when he's got an assist, when he's got a goal.
3: Injury news. And I tell you what, the bookies could be in bother with my other 2.5s now. Now I've got this lad. It's like
2: an odds comparison as well. It gives you the best odds for certain things. And you can pick Download it after, Johnny. If
1: you want to follow League One, you can just click League One and it gives you all the updates for League One. Or like we said, if you want to keep an eye on Patrick Bamford, how he's doing, not much at the minute. You wouldn't get any updates at <laughs> the minute, would you? His foot
2: is still sore. F-O-T-M-O-B. That right.
1: Yep, and we've got a link in the description on the audio and the video, so you can click through and download that app. Man City
3: last night.
2: Yeah, oh, brilliant on it. Do you know what? The last ten minutes.
3: You know, you know like people are going a disgrace and all that. I like yeah, it. I man. did. Like it's brilliant. Greel- did, you, did you like Greatly's? Oh, <laughs> he's got it, 120 millis worth now. Yeah. It's yeah money went he, well he worth his money was well spent. just for that. The delivery. Yeah, The delivery. <laughs> yeah, delivery. You no, know you. You're a cunt. <laughs> <but> <laughs> 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 not aggressive. Yeah, just, do you know you? just informing him. Yeah, do you know you? You're a cunt. <laughs> I, I perfectly, played it perfect, I think. And then obviously he's grabbed his hair and me, he's, me, not, he's
1: not me, retaliated.
3: Me, me, me. You? Uh, oh,
1: uh Did you see
2: them in the tunnel? Yeah. yeah. What, Scotty Carson? Oh, no, he no. wasn't even, well, obviously, he wasn't playing, but he wasn't even part of a melee. And then he just appears over somebody's shoulder and just going. Offering to meet them at the top of the <laughs> stairs for a scrap. Yeah, that is old school. Just hands in his pocket and he went uh,
1: sorry, upstairs. <laughs> you and me upstairs. Yeah. But the,
2: but the th- police, you see the
3: police got involved. Yeah, <sighs> they're coming, waving the costume. Yeah. All them lads over there, don't they? They it's went big... straight
2: for the city lads. Just left the Madrid lads.
3: But, uh, but yeah, I, I don't like. They say uh, people were like on Twitter. I don't want. We don't want to see that and all that. Fucking brilliant. It's exact... exactly what we want to see. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? A big. 25, Mum. Yeah. I tell you, Zinchenko. Jin, is it Zinchenko? Yeah. He, he got involved. Worry. We? Get off my man. Get off Phil. Phil's not windmilling, is he? He might oh, really,
1: be w- windmilling, but it, you, you want someone like Zinchenko behind him, don't you?
3: Phil's bandaged up. Looks like uh, Terry Butcher. I, I, I've got a lot of time for him. I have.
1: Got a lot of time for it. Should we get Stevie in then? Yeah. He's just knocked. In. Actually. Oh, is that him in the door. Two minutes, Stevie. Come on. <laughs> Stevie, Stevie, Stevie. in oh, Sunderland.
0: Yes. So you we know,
1: Sunder- Sunderland from. I'm
0: from Sunderland. Playing for Newcastle. I live in Middlesbrough. <laughs> what chance you got? I used to hit a
2: couple of balls in your back garden, Castle Eden, on the oh side yeah, of the, the, the green. Golf
0: balls. Yeah. Quick left. But yeah. yeah. Or it a hook was it? Oh, it was a hook. It was, was it far from the green? Was it? But no, it wasn't far from the green. But no, for that To get uh, golf,
3: golf balls, not fucking <laughs> footballs. You pillet. it. <laughs> huh? Oh, uh, what,
1: what's the honour
3: about? I <laughs> went shooting practice. I
1: thought he might have been having a kick about top Field.
3: You used to get many balls in your garden. Oh, shed load. Didn't have to buy any balls.
1: What's, what's
2: the like? if someone puts your window through? Do you just get in touch with the club?
3: Yeah. That would be a really bad shot for it to hit your house. Yeah, because the, the say the, the tea's
0: here, my house is there, but like there's a shitload of garden around it so and the green's there, so even if you hook it, you're going into the onto the grass, you've got to really just fucking shank it across that way to...
3: You must have been set up wrong. You were just set up wrong. It was always windy as well, like. Well, when would it, well, we'll let you off then. <laughs> we'll let you off. Have so. you been out walking much? I haven't,
0: actually. Um, I was out just before I came here. Um, but I haven't done any big walks. Been in the gym, doing like like leg stuff and stuff like that, because obviously we've got the big walk coming up. Um... So looking forward to that, but I'm going to have to get out because just get out. I just haven't gotten out. i would hard with that, by the way. Mm. Well, I think you found it really hard. I mean, I think we all... You hard. Not.
1: <laughs> But me you so hadn't I'm done a,
0: anything, though, uh, had you? I'd done a little bit. I'd done a little bit. You walked from your house <laughs> to the pub <laughs> and then back. But I think, like, sort of... Um, I mean, there was a few, and, and obviously your feet were in a right mess. Um, but... You know, other people lad, were suffering as well. Everybody still got up and still carried mm. on, and it was it was an amazing achievement.
3: It weren't quite as social a social event as what we thought, no, it was, it? Fun, it was it? It wasn't. We were thinking like, well, we'll have we'll have a good bit of crack. We'll have a good six or eight pints in a night, something to yeah. eat, and that lads were having two pints and in feather. Yeah, <laughs> fucked. <laughs> but it was a good trip. But I I enjoyed it. About two weeks after,
0: this one's going to be hard as well, mind, because uh, even though people do it. They do it in a day, don't
1: they?
0: Mm. Um, there's no chance, obviously, we can do it in a day, so we're doing it over three days, but even still, just climbing up them hills or mountains if you want, and then all the way back down. Are you
3: doing
1: a bit more prep this time?
3: I'll fuck, don't you worry, I'll do it. I'll do- get up and down all them hills. You heard
1: that before? Like before the last one? I've
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh. got a link, haven't we, though, if anybody wants to
2: donate?
1: Yes, yeah, with walking, walking. Like, but, walking we'll up, brilliant. Stick the, we'll stick it on there. on
0: Twitter normally. Normally, when we kind of put different things on, I mean, I've seen even today the lads have put like um, there's a minibus that we've we've just sponsored for a year. Mark Crossley, Norm, he, he's done something where we've bought some bikes. Yeah, I think Chris Kirkland's done something. I've uh, donated five thousand to the Newcastle and Southern Food Bank, and and all of that helps massively. So obviously, what we did, and you know, us here. And the rest of the boys, it was. I think it was a fantastic achievement, mm. to be quite honest, because, yes, it was supposed to be Kilimanjaro, but we actually thought, coast to coast, yeah, it'll be all right. Bloody hell, it was mm. on Four.
1: Though we've only been here 15 minutes and you're three pints down. It looks like you're trying to get that five grand back. That's, <laughs> that's <laughs> my second
0: pint. Not bad.
2: <laughs> not bad. <laughs> Did, Did you, you ever <laughs> uh, go on trial at Sun Was there a chance to play for them?
0: Um, well, I was obviously a, a schoolboy playing um, primary school football. There was no Premier League then, obviously, but you just had uh, all the scouts from all the f- like first division, uh, which it was called then. Um, and I didn't, I never, ever wanted to leave home. I went to Man United as a kid. I went to Leicester as a kid. Uh, but it was always going to be between Sunland and Newcastle. At that particular time, though, Sunnard's manager was Laurie McMenemy. Uh, and I met him at a training session that I was doing, obviously, in the six weeks holidays. Remember when, I mean, I'm obviously a little bit older, but in the six weeks holidays, I used to go into the club and do the six weeks at a, at a club and train as, as like, schoolboys. Um, and I'd met Laurie McMenemy, and he was quite rude, actually, um, and to the point where when I'd gone back and i told my dad what he'd sort of said, my dad uh, wanted an apology, and because he'd he'd sort of, he'd spoke to me, Laurie McMenemy, and asked me, you know, basically, it should be a privilege to sign for Sunderland, which I think Sunderland's a fantastic club, and and I think people are lucky to to play for Sunderland, or anybody's lucky to play for some very good clubs. Uh, but he kind of slagged me off on the, on the on the radio and on the TV, and my dad sort of thought he was out of order. Bearing in mind, I was twelve, and all <laughs> what? of <easy>. on radio? <laughs> and uh, because Don't I was wait. just like, listen, I want to kind of um, look at all the different clubs uh, before I make my mind up, and I wanted to make sure that. I made the right choice because it's a bit different now. I mean, you know yourself, it used to be like a two year apprenticeship. Mm. And then if you were lucky, you got a pro, like a one year pro, mm. if that. You know, not many sign a two year pro. So I just wanted to see what was the best one for me. But
3: at that time,
0: it was always just going to be between the two clubs.
3: I can't believe that he's fucking ousted on the radio at 12. That, that is ruthless,
0: that, isn't mm. it? He called me an arrogant little kid. And there was no arrogance, really, because he just sort of said, you be, uh, you, you must be honoured to be signing for Sunderland. I went, well, I'm not. I said, I, I want to have a look at, 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 like, kind of, I want to go to different clubs and different t- training sessions and stuff like that, um, which seems quite switched on, I suppose, for a yeah, 12-year-old. But I just wanted to see what was out there. You know, even then, that was my whole dream, was to be a professional footballer, mm-hmm. and I wanted to make sure that I made the right choice. No reason I thought you were a striker. I was never a striker. And that's the thing, because when I went into Newcastle uh, as an apprentice, I mean, I I went in more or less when I was 15 a bit, because I left school a little bit early. Uh, Weren't the the sort of great at school, to be quite honest. Not that I was, like, stupid. I just didn't concentrate on it. Just full focus on being a footballer. Um, God knows what would have happened if I wasn't. You know, I just dread to think, in all fairness. Um, But... I went in as an attack midfield player, but obviously um, I played my first year as an attack midfield player. And then obviously you move to your sec, like your your kind of your first year or your second year as an apprentice. Lee Clark had joined that time and um, we had a coach called Colin, Colin Suggard who used to look after the youth team and we didn't have any centre forwards. So me and uh, Nash went up front and we, we scored goals for fun. We, we, we then progressed to the reserves, scored goals for fun um and then the manager at that particular time was uh, jim smith and um i made my debut with 17 man united away um Newcastle were already relegated so it was the last game of the season and it was just a nice taste to sort of play at old trafford and against these players like remember the shoot magazine yeah and you used to put pictures up on your wall and stuff like that. i'm actually standing next to them playing against them which was like bizarre um the following year i didn't get a sniff and then i came in uh, really, under Aussie. And Aussie Ardeles was brilliant. But I think what Aussie had done is he'd kind of got rid of um, Roy Akin, um Mark McGee. Cunny was there, but he was on the uh, kind of periphery a little bit because he just wanted the kids in. And it was me, Lee Clark, Steve Watson, Rob Elliott, Alan Thompson. And at times, though, it was like men against boys, and it proved that. And of course, I'm up front. I'm from Sunderland. I'm playing, I've got the number nine on. So I'm basically a and playing for Newcastle at number nine, not great. Uh, so the, the actual start of my Newcastle career as a first-team player didn't go very well. A few messages about the.
2: People, a lot of people have said it's the favourite ever Sunderland song. Can you sing it. The Sunderland never
0: saw it. Well, from the Sunderland point of view, I actually find it quite funny. Um, it didn't take a lot of thinking. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're critical. Mostly, it literally
0: took them about thirty seconds
1: uh, <laughs> to think
0: of it, and you'll have to excuse me for the language because it's not my language. Uh, but my brother played for Sunland. and um, and the Sunland song for me is "Liau lee Liau Your brother is a cunt.
2: Simple but effective,
1: is Yeah, yeah. I think it gets to the point. It everything it needs to say,
0: and it's 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 quite bizarre, really, because I mean I've been retired now bloody hell, Nearly 20 years, and I still get it. <laughs> but the most bizarre thing was one of my jobs for the Premier League is the, the things called Premier Skills. So we go all over the world and we coach other coaches, or we bring up other coaches so they can go out in, in different places and coach kids. And we covered Africa, Asia, South America, and America. And um, I was actually heading to Nigeria, and the lads who come on, I was head coach. And uh, the lad who was coming on was from, like, you normally brought on a couple of coaches from a, a foundation, whichever clubs had foundations. And the lad was actually from Newcastle. And uh, we were flying across uh, to, to Nigeria. And um, he was basically sort of saying, you know, do you ever get bothered? Do you ever get recognised? And, and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, sometimes, sometimes not. It's just, just you know, one of them things. Anyway, we, f- we flew into Nigeria. We flew into the capital and every single time we went to one of these countries you had to go to either the embassy or the british council to check in make sure everything's all right and um we were in lagos and we had a, we had to drive to the um to the embassy but we pulled up beside the embassy in a uh, in a minibus and the walls were getting redone and um we had the windows open because there was no aircon. No air and i'm in lagos in nigeria and we're parked up just before we got into the embassy and I hear, Lee ee <laughs> The lad, the lad who was fixing the wall was from Sun. <laughs> and recognised me. And I don't mind, to be quite honest. And I, th- I thought it was quite funny. But I do draw the line because I was walking in Durham a couple of weeks ago and I was with my wife and I heard the song, leo leo we your brother is a... And I turned round and it was me mum. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so it was a... <laughs> oh, you've kind of overstepped <laughs> 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 Did she write it in your birthday card? <laughs> <laughs> Madness. It's
2: a beauty. <laughs> Going back to our dealers, what was he like? He never really gets a mention, does no. he? No. We've had a few that have played under him,
0: but
1: he, training did, and... did he push you push you back? Into, Do you know what it was it was his
0: original idea to, to to play at centre half because when we had like um five sides at the end of a training session, uh, I used to just go at the back. Because I have to be honest, I've, I've found it reasonably easy. It's a lot easier than scoring goals. That is, that is a fact.
2: That's where I went wrong, wasn't I? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it?
0: You should have been centre You to have for fucking England. <laughs> so he, he just kind of said to me, "Have you ever thought about playing at the back?" And basically, it was a just a flat no. No, I haven't. Um, so we had a couple of games behind, clo- like behind closed doors, and do you know when you've got like a a player that's never played at the back and he's just giving away fouls and stuff like that? I just missed time and stuff. Anyway, it didn't come to fruition purely and simply because Aussie had been Aussie got sacked, and then obviously Kevin came in. And how it all came about was the fact that again we had a couple of games behind closed doors. I played one up front, I played one in midfield, and one at the back. And then Kevin pulled me and just sort of said, "You know, I've got big ideas for this club. I think i you know, it's got the potential to go really far. I'm not going to take you on." if you want to be a midfield player or a, or a forward, but I think you've got potential as a defender. It's up to you. Have a chat with your family um, and, and come back to us. No, no need. That's a, All right, we'll give it a go and we'll see where we go. And ultimately, within about four or five years, I was playing for England.
3: Brilliant, it's mad that, isn't it? That mm. They're both seeing that Seems somewhat to different bad. to what you thought you were going to be. Well, yeah.
0: I mean, as I said, it's it's quite bizarre, really. And And we went on from being this really awful team to this club that was just the snowball effect with Kevin coming in and then the players that he was bringing in uh we just went from just about surviving to going in the league two I think it was or league three whatever it was then uh to actually staying up The next year we won the league and then the following year I think you know we finished in the in the top five top six of the premier league or it wasn't it was it the premier league then it was It was just a ridiculous turnaround. And then obviously the influx of players that we brought in was just scary. Do you put that down to Kevin? Yes, absolutely. Because, I mean, he was such a big name. Um, And I think players, when we were on TV, um, looked at our style of play and and just thought, yeah, I want a piece of that. Uh, Because we were just so forward thinking, so wanting to sort of attack. I mean, I know the defence got some stick. Because we were wide open, you know. If I played with Philippe Albert, Philippe used to just piss off. Sometimes (laughs) I'd I'd, I'd look and Philippe would be stood next to Les Ferdinand or Shearer. Whereas if I had Darren Peacock, I knew Peasy would be there. Bez, left-hand side, gone. Warren Barton or Steve Watson, gone. You know, So when we lost the ball, (laughs) it was like...
1: (laughs) Get back,
3: lads! Get fucking back!
0: Well, that was the funny thing, because Peasy used to do the trumpet. Because when we lose the ball, Peas used to go didit didit didit, <laughs> and we used to have a five or six players running arrows, and the rest of the boys had bugger off. <laughs> Was there a
2: case after games when you're like lads, fuck me, we're going to have to tighten up a little bit, man?
0: Well, yeah, of course. And I, I used to mention that to Kevin, and just sort of see we're fucking getting killed here, and he'd be like, but it's entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> the fans love it. The, the fans have paid the money to be entertained. We're entertaining them. And I'm like, fucking hell, entertainers. Like, it's just like, what are you not entertained? But we're getting murdered in there, I mean, crazy. And it's just like, you know, everybody's getting like great marks, oh, fantastic team, defensively, <laughs> shit, Howie shit, Peacock, shit.
3: Because
0: the rest of them are pissed off. Howie three,
3: Peacock, four, must do better. Yeah. I mean, the, the,
0: the year that we lost the, the Premier League title to Man United and everybody went, oh, it's defensively and stuff like that, we actually conceded less goals to Man United that season. Uh, but yeah we did concede goals but we were just so forward thinking in the way that we wanted to play that was just, that was the sacrifice Kevin's team talks was if they score three it's not a problem we'll score four because look at the players that we've got look around the dressing room you know you've got Ginotti you've got Beardsley it could have be been Cole or Shearer or Ferdinand Keith Gillespie You just the list goes on Rob Elliott was uh, Rob Lee sorry we used to arrive in the box and score goals and it was pretty scary the training sessions were absolutely frightening but I mean, it was a fantastic time to play at that particular time.
1: So, no shift in his philosophy? Like, Kevin's? Yeah, do you think he, there should have been? That um, year? No, not really. I think
0: the, the, where it went wrong was when um, when we were closing in on the title, Kevin changed the, the, the structure of the team. Um, Tino used to get some stick because it was always because when he, when he, he brought in Tino Espria, it wasn't Tino's fault. Because our team at the particular time, is we had Keith Gillespie on the right-hand side. We had Pedro, Peter Beasley behind Les. and we, So we were fine. We had, obviously, David. And um, that that was it. We were sorted. Obviously, we had Lee Clark in midfield as well. But then we brought in Bats, David Batty, and he, and he integrated Tino. So, therefore, all of a sudden now, you've got David Batty where Lee Clark was. At the back end of the season, after Liverpool, the first 4-3 game that we got beat off Liverpool, I, I done my hamstring when it was 3 3. So I was out, Lee Clark was out, Keith Gillespie was out because obviously Tino had to play with Les and you've got to get Pedro in somewhere. And um, he went on the right hand side and Keith Gillespie was out. So the, the balance of the team completely shifted.
2: Were you on the bus when uh, Tino brought his own video on? <laughs>
0: We used to, I mean, it's, it's a bit different now because obviously you look at teams, they've got all the, the fancy buses, but otherwise they might fly or get the train and stuff like that. We had a Moodale bus and it was nice at the time. You know, tables in, a couple of like, we had three or four tellies in there. But we used to have Steve Watson, he, he was the what we class as the entertainment manager because Wato used to sit at home and watch MTV and press play and record. On the, for a, like a VHS video, that's how long ago it was. <laughs> and they used to bring the I used to bring that on the bus, and obviously the lads used to listen to music. Um, John Beresford used to do quizzes and stuff like that. Obviously, we had a couple of card tables. Lads, some of the lads used to play for big money at the back, but it was me, Rob Lee, Bez, and Scott Sellers. We used to play just for pennies. Um, but we used to have a we used to train at Durham, a place called Maiden Castle. We used to have thousands come and watch us train. I mean, it was ridiculous. And um, I used to we used to have to finish training early because we because we we all knew and Kevin knew that it would took us it, it takes us about an hour to get in the changing room just to do like the signings and pitches and stuff like that get changed. You've got the same coming back to get on the bus, so we, the bus is always parked uh, on on the grounds of of Castle Eden and it's surrounded again hundreds and hundreds of people surround the bus, and. Um, Tino just thought it was a good idea for the lads for entertainment to stick one of his videos on. Because the week before, he'd put some music on and it was this Latino Colombian stuff and Shearer went down the bus when we were driving down the A19, ejected it and turned around and went, Aspria shit. he opened up the <laughs> latch and winged it down the A19. <laughs> so Tino just thought, oh, well, I'll, I'll spice it up a little bit. <laughs> so he brought this video and he Ken, the driver, he uh, put this on. So he puts it on, we are all set, we are waiting for Terry Mack and the gaffer. And um, can remember the videos when they used to put them in, it used to go (laughs) And then the picture would come up anyway, we were like battering Tino, what the hell's this, get this shit off, it hasn't even started. And he go, no, no, you was watch, you was watch. He was from Hartlepool, by the (laughs) way. And uh, it just kind of, the camera is like focused on these high heels, high heel shoes. And the camera kind of pat, like pans out, and then you see these long legs, stockings, and it's all this like silk underwear and silk, uh, like kind of a dressing gown. I must be a posh name for it, but it's this silk stuff. Negligier. This Woman, like, what is it? Negligee. Negligee. <laughs> <there you know. laughs> I don't know how the fuck. You know that one. Like, but there you go. And um, we're like looking at each other and thinking, no, surely not. I mean, we've identified straight away. We're thinking, surely not. And, of course, there's this dodgy music getting playing. She's in this magnificent, like, kind of villa, marble floors and all this kind of thing, and she's looking out, and absolutely stunning woman. And then you just hear her knock on the door, and she walks across marble floors, walks across high heel shoes on, stockings all the gear, opens the door, <clears throat> and there's a geezer standing there, and he's got his good bushy beard, white T-shirt on, jeans with a big buckle belt with all these tools and stuff. <laughs> what what's your machine, Brock?
1: Classic. What's,
0: <laughs> what's going on here? <laughs> and literally, before you know it, these two are getting right into it, and she is screaming the place. we <laughs> have also got a picture the fact that we've got hundreds and hundreds of people around the bus <laughs> and they can see the TVs. So this woman is screaming the place down because this bloke is going for a hell for leather, and you can see that the, the husbands, the boyfriends, the wives, the girlfriends, the kids, the husbands are trying to move the wives and kids out the way by <laughs> trying to look, thinking, <laughs> "What on earth are Newcastle players looking pre-match before they go down?" And it's a full-on porn movie. So Kevin and Terry Mac comes up and all he can hear is this woman screaming. <laughs> And he's going, what's this? Get this off. It's on, like, four tellies. (laughs) And everybody's, like, thinking, bloody hell, what they're watching. This woman's screaming. Anyway, Kevin's just about to reject it. Tino comes running down the bus. No, 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 you must keep this on. This is my new (laughs) missus. It was his new girlfriend. And that was his way of introducing the lads to his new girlfriend. (laughs)
3: Oh, my word. That's, that's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> even, if, even if she were a porn star, I don't think you'd want lads to watch it, would you? <clears throat> but she was obviously got on his head from the week before. Yeah. I'll show you, all. Uh, well. yeah. yeah, fuck you, Al. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Could he speak much English, Tino?
0: Well, again, I mean, you know yourself, lads, that you know when you get a foreign lad in and they don't speak a great deal of English, you'll just learn them swear words and stuff like that. Tino was cleverer than what he let on. He knew bits of English and it, and when he needed to he'd actually you know come out with a sentence that was needed, but um, a lot of the times it was just swear words i mean, I think <laughs> even even now, I think you've got uh, Bruno Gierage that's uh, Newcastle, and he's putting things on Twitter and he's ending it with uh, the word bastard uh, and he was just sort of even sort of saying to um the the Newcastle ladies team uh, good luck, but I think he put good luck bastard or something like that. <laughs>
3: Uh, But all the lads, whoever's (laughs) told him, John George Shelby's like, "Ah, (laughs) I've got him, I've got him. (laughs) So have you still got that video, Steve, uh, (laughs) from Fastino? I have, but I haven't got uh, VHS, unfortunately.
1: (laughs) How were the, when you were first coming through, how were the, that older generation, were you? You know, the the clans and...
0: He was meant to be the main man, wasn't he? Yeah, I think um, one of... (laughs) One of the best, most underrated signings I think Kevin ever made was Killer. Um, he just brought a calmness to the place, a more structured um, sort of dynamic to the dressing rooms and stuff like that. Lads absolutely loved him. Wore horrendous, horrendous gear. For some reason, he just loved these cord uh, cord trousers that he used to wear. I think they were like kind of a rustic colour. Uh, I mean, the boys used to batter him, but he was absolutely brilliant for the dressing room. Um, Organised, whereas... You know, yourself, when when clubs will be wanting, oh, can we have such and such to come and open this or make an appearance, And always used to be the same people. Whereas we it sort of set it out where everybody had to take the turn. So, you know, all the money that goes in the kitty for the end of the season, for the lads. I mean, as I said, it's different now for players. There's none of that kind of stuff. Um, you know, we could use that money to, to go where we want to go. But it was a lot more structured. But he just—he was just brilliant on and off the pitch—an absolute ideal signing in that particular time.
2: You went there when somebody cut his hair. Do
0: you know what? We just had won the league, and we went to Ayernapa, and um, my first wife, uh, she wasn't very happy with us with, with us going to Ayernapa, and um, so I didn't go. And all the boys was like pestering us, for like obviously they were at the airport, you know, where you're at, where you're at and I just knew it was just going to be more grief than what it was, so I just didn't bother. I was still only young at the time as well. I was stupid. I just told my missus to piss off and went. <laughs> to be quite honest. Um, but I know, like, Barry Venison used to always sort of see, how I'd love to cut his hair, I'd love to cut his hair, but it was it was well known, leave his hair alone, you know, because he loves his hair. Uh, he loved his tash. and um, But obviously, Killer had had a hard year. He looked after the lads and everything. And, of course, the boys have got there. Killer's had a couple of, uh, couple of scoops and passed out. And then when he woke up, um, this side of his tash had gone <laughs> and this side of his hair.
3: Oh, <laughs> so they went, I'll turn
0: it. Yeah, and oh, they put, put it in a glass. So when he eventually <clears throat> come to, he'd just seen his hair and absolutely lost the plot. Um, and I think uh, Liam O'Brien had mentioned something about, I think Derek Vazakli might have been involved, Venice might have been involved. And one or two others, um, I think he knocked on Faz's door and punched him straight in the face.
1: Faz's a coach at this yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> and then obviously, the, I mean, there was hell broke loose. And that the brought. The thing
1: him... is, if, he's, if he does, doesn't know why, he knows why, doesn't he? Why? You know, just getting a punch, you think he why has he just hit me? And then you're looking. Well, at him Faz him knew. And that's why.
0: Faz knew what the situation was because the lads <laughs> had just obviously finished the drinks and left a killer there because he'd passed out and the boys had gone to bed. But. I was so pleased I wasn't there because um, Killer wasn't the same when we came back, um, yeah. and the atmosphere was different because he would felt as though after he'd done all that for the lads, they'd kind of shit on him a little bit. And to be fair, they did. So I, get that, I, was, I was pleased I wasn't there.
3: That's uh, that, that, there's banter and there's banter in there. You know what <coughs> I mean? Because he had a long, long head, didn't he? I remember, right? It's gonna take him a good year, eighteen months to grow that. Well, back. that was a part of his identity. Yeah, you know his hair and
0: stuff, and he used to have his ponytail and and bits and pieces. But you know, there's all. It's, there's one thing do like talking about it and having a laugh, and then there's another thing completely yeah, yeah. doing it.
1: Nobody owning up as well that makes it worse because then it's like he's obviously been protected by the rest of the team like you feel but imagine he a bit more ostracised yeah,
3: I think it's probably you, just yeah. as well because he'd probably be in a Cypriot prison Yeah, I mean
0: as I said that the, the dynamics of the team changed a little bit after that Venice, had, Venice um, admitted afterwards um, I know Killers Misses got involved uh, Lynn, I think her name was and they were hurt and I, I understand why they were hurt because you know, we we could have had maybe stronger characters that should have just went. Nah, that doesn't happen.
3: Yeah,
2: mm, but, there's lines, in, there's levels in there. Yeah, did um did Keegan give much, much trust in Terry McDermott? You know, it, was he assistant?
0: <clears throat> yeah, him. Terry Matt was assistant. I mean, people forget. You know, when Terry was there, what a player he was. By the way, I mean, everybody thinks what well, Kevin Keegan. You know, the England and obviously uh, Hamburg and European player. The Terry done all that. And he was an unbelievable player, Terry. The goals that, if you look back at like the different clips of Terry at Liverpool and stuff like that, oh my God, what a, what an awesome player he was. Um, but one of his other jobs was at the start of a new season, um, he used to go around the lads, have you changed your mobile number, have you moved house, and all that kind of thing. But if you ever speak to Terry, he's got a bit of a lisp. It's like short long. <laughs> and uh, when he was going around for the addresses and stuff like that, the boys I just had moved, and I was still living in Sonnet. And um, my address, and you can check this, because it's absolutely true, my address was 66 Ski View Silksworth Sunderland <laughs> SR3 4PW. <laughs> so, <laughs> my nickname Boy. So the lad was like, Boy, when Terry Mack comes to you, we've got to be there. And he was like, right, Clevo, you want your address? And I went, he was going, 66 Ski View, are you footing else Clevo, you idiot? my But he was just...
3: He actually thought I was making it up. But it was actually the right address. It was the proper address. As if he's gone into it halfway through. He's gone halfway through it and then gone, here the brilliant
0: bloke. I know he's been a little bit... Pro- i actually seen him on Saturday. Saturday? Yeah, i seen him on Saturday. I was at the Liverpool game. And um, he looks a lot better because I know he was a bit pooly. Uh, but what a, what a great bloke he was. Mm. Absolute legend.
3: See, that, like, as if Kevin Keegan's got a, a bloke in just to really entertain the lads and mm. keep things just ticking over nicely. It's, it's mad, really. That's so, his job. Yeah. Was there no shape in training them? Was it just... No, to... no we brought in
0: um, Chris McMenemy, We brought in Mark Lawrenson as uh, defensive coach. That was an absolute the worst pile of shite we've ever known. <laughs> because it just didn't work. Because Laurel, to be fair, Laurel, we were trying to put on sensible ses- uh, sessions. And Kevin used to look across and see the boys like kind of this is boring and it wasn't a font wasn't a of laurel at all there were good sessions but he would just go cut it short come on let's come across here let's have a five-a-side let's have some games <laughs> but as I said our five-a-sides they were renowned because Kevin's obviously he'd come from the Liverpool era where it was like the five-a-side um, games that you had you touch and everything had to be spot on so any new signings that we had straight away we'd have a small-sided game and the players that had been there would be testing that player, testing them, whipping balls in, What you touch like, you know, what what's everything like. Some players could cope with it and some couldn't. Um, but that's basically what it was. And as I said, Kevin's team thought would be pretty much the same. Look around the dressing room. Look left, look right, look around the dressing room, look at the players. Think of their team. They are not in any way, shape or form on the same level as us. Go out, entertain these people. They've paid a lot of money to come and see you. Entertain them, they deserve it, and then that's what we used to do. Let's go out, let's do it. I yeah.
2: just remember when Asprey came, what were you playing like when he stuck the nut on somebody? And he did, I'd
0: s- Keith Curl away, Man City.
2: Keith Curl, how no uh, I red card, no, it wasn't. You should see it blatant, well,
0: but yeah,
1: no, I can well, remember.
2: Um, um no, that was
1: a, yeah,
0: we hadn't signed Tino yet, and uh, we had a warm up game for England, and we played Columbia. And Tino was playing, I remember Kevin come up to me and went, see, see what you think he's like. You know, let me know afterwards how, how how the game was, how difficult, was he easy, you know, this kind of thing. I think we drew a Columbia nil-nil. And um, as a defender, that that I was one of these where I could kind of guess where the forward was going to go, where his touch was going to be, and then you could read it, nick it, or, or just anticipate. Uh, with Tino, I couldn't. And the main reason was... He didn't know what he was going to do. <laughs> he was just, he just didn't know, you know, and you had to be so wary of that, so you just thought, I'll back off a little bit because he would try something so outrageous, you'd think, what the bloody hell, how has he thought of that? So I can remember speaking to Kevin afterwards and he went, "How did you f-? I said, I found him difficult because I didn't know what he was going to do, purely and simply because he doesn't know what he's going to do. Um, I mean, obviously, we signed him, and again, not only was he a fabulous, fabulous player, great lad, absolutely fantastic lad, mad as a box of frogs, but great lad did
1: you get to any of the 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 house parties?
0: went of one or two? He used to love Disney. <laughs> <laughs> well, I never. I used to love Disney. Of course you were a Mickey Mouse fan. And I kid, you not. Know, <laughs> do you know, if you went in the Disney store, store and you could buy the Disney Jarmas and stuff, but the old-school Disney jammers store, it would basically be like a dress thing that you'd put on and it would go all the way down. A bit like a onesie. What? Yeah, but it was like, not a onesie that when you'd put each leg in, it was just like a, a sheet. Like, like a ID. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we was hey, like were a nightie <laughs> with Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck on <laughs> and he'd have a, a goofy hat. But, <laughs> But he used to go to bed in that. <laughs> but we used to go to his, we used to go to his house because he lived up next to the airport. And there was there was all kinds, man. Honestly, there was like alpacas outside and everything. It was just like like Nobby like Nobby Sloane. There was trumpets playing and these like uh, whistle things. Like you know, it was just So we
3: weird. Alpacas in the garden.
0: Yeah, you just have them just strewn all over.
3: Sometimes you'd open it's the door just... and there'd be one in the bloody house. It was <laughs> raged. Absolutely mental. He's got this, you imagine, just, uh, King Joffy Joff on coming to America with, with giraffes and that walking down the
1: street. <laughs> just oh, driving he was... down his drive, there's alpacas and everything, and then he, he misses his watering flowers in a negligee in IU, <laughs> and then he comes out in, in goofy sleep. you used to have like, some, some family, and
0: they'd all be sitting on a set, and they'd all have this like kind of dresswear from Columbia, but every one of them would have an instrument, and they'll be like fluting and playing away and stuff like that, just in the background. But obviously, he'd have like the daft music that he'd get from Julie's, the nightclub, to blast in another room. <laughs> but you could go from one room where it was like bang, 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 and all that <clears throat> decent music, and you go in on another one and you'd just get authentic Columbia. It was mental. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to go and to he, one of his parties. Would he, uh,
1: did he embrace the, the the drinking culture and everything, the British lads? And... Oh,
0: yeah, I mean, absolutely. Um, I'm not gonna to get him too much information how much he embraced it, but he just he just loved it. As I said, he would um we always used to go to the Quayside in your castle and all the boys did, and we did it like uh every Monday or Tuesday night. Um we used to go for something to eat and then go to like kind of Jimmy's and then Julie's. Um and he just loved it. I mean, it was just I mean, back in the day there was no like mobile phones that certainly not mobile phones and certainly not one of them cameras. And we have got away with bloody murder absolutely it's just as well because you know um it would have been in the papers every every single day
2: <laughs> you were flying as well though weren't you so it must have been yeah. a class time to be a newcastle player
0: yeah i mean i think that's why kevin had kind of was was absolutely fine with it in fact he encouraged it to be quite honest like go out enjoy yourselves and the camaraderie we had was second to none i mean you'd, you'd sort of seen about camaraderie every single one of them players i have still got the mobile numbers and we all still keep in touch
3: you know, that, that that that's half the
2: battle,
0: I think, is it? Yeah.
2: Who was it that still Facetimes Asprey? Was it Clarky? Just randomly gets a Facetime from Asprey. Up, yeah, as a bit of. Crack Do you know in the, it? there's
0: there's an advert right now? It used to come on about a year ago, and it was this big. It's like this inflatable kind of pterodactyl type thing, but it's actually on a horse, and the horse is running around this big yard, kicking this massive inflatable football. I think it's on a Vodafone advert. It's that's actually Tino Espria.
1: He's garden, Is that a
0: fact? <laughs> it is. He's <It's> fucking nuts. <laughs> He's nuts. What was the crack with um, Beardsley and Pollock? Jamie Pollock. But this one with Jamie Pollock was, um, we were in the we were in the tunnel, and Pollock was going, I'm going to get you, Beardsley. I'm going to do you. And and Jamie was, what Jamie was about, he was he could he was half decent. Probably not the most gifted player in the world without being too disrespectful. But Peter was the best player I've ever played with. He was by far by far the best ever player that I've played with and I've played with some wonderful players. And Peter's just like nodding at him as though, like, yeah, whatever. And and basically Pollock was so, sort of threatening him, sort of saying he was going to kick him, he was going to do this. And very early doors, you could see Pollock was hunting him down, just wanting to kick him, just wanting to hurt him. Peter was too clever, he was just get rid of the ball so quickly and he couldn't get anywhere near him. This one time... Uh, Pedro got the ball, and do you know that trick that he does? Uh, and everybody knows it's coming, but you can do bugger all about
3: it. Is that the one where he... Yeah, there's ways, like the, steps, the easy step, things.
0: yeah. Um, he did that, and Pollock just went whoosh, passed him, Peter played the ball through and we nearly scored, and um, the fans had, had started laughing, really, because Peter had made him look like a fool. This was at Erson Park. anyway. Pollock wasn't very happy and he'd stood up and he'd get into Peter's face and Peter just stepped back Man, went, fuck me, you're ugly. That's what I'm saying. So if Peter Beasley calls you f- an ugly, then you're f- ugly. <laughs> <laughs> I've asked a
2: couple of people about the uh, the Dublin trip. I think Andy, uh, Andy Griffin wasn't there with Gillespie and Shearer. I'm hoping you were, though.
0: Well, the, the big thing about that was... Um, I know Keith tells it and tells it in his book, but he, he, he withholds information. <laughs> um, so I'm going to divulge it. <laughs> um, what had happened was uh, Kenny, Kenny was away, but he was meeting us, Kenny Daglish. And so Terry Mack took the lads to, to Dublin. Kenny, Kenny was coming in the next day. Terry Mack taking a group of lads on the drink, basically just carnage. You know for a fact carnage is just going to ensue. So we've cracked on, on, the, on in the airport we're on the plane, we're getting to the hotel, Terry Mack's gone, Gaffer's going to get here, uh, you know, at such and such a time, we'll have a meeting, so we've all gone out. And again, we, we don't go out in little groups, we all went out together. Now, we always used to play games, you know yourselves, you've been in like kind of groups where a few of the players have gone out, sometimes you just stand next to the bar and have a couple of drinks, sometimes you want to have a right good few drinks, but have a, have a laugh about them. So we used to play games, you know, and obviously the punishment was what was in the middle and it could have been any kind of concoction of drink. Uh, we used to play Names of and Buzz and all that kind of thing. You know them games, don't you? Mm. So Keith Gillespie, believe it or not, is actually very clever. Very clever. Even though his nickname's Dizzy, but that's because of Dizzy Gillespie. Trump player. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we were playing this game. And uh, this game, it's absolutely paramount that you switched on early doors because if you lo- lose a few in a row, you're nagged. And you're just drinking constantly, and then it's like good night, you're gone. And uh, Keith had had a couple of drinks, and he was he was quite tipsy. Keith at that time Keith couldn't drink; he was piss poor, and and he was already chewing. In all fairness, because I think early on in the night, early on the day, sorry, because it was still early afternoon, I think he he'd gone to the loo, and somebody hadn't hold the door for him, and he and he was just he was just being awkward, and he was one of these where he was just wanting to fight somebody, and Keith kind of fight; He's soft as shite, to be quite honest. <laughs> So we've played these games and uh, and he kept on getting it wrong. So it wasn't going around. So we couldn't really get started because it wasn't going around. And Al was hammering him, battering him, calling him worse than rotten. And uh, anyway, Keith, on, on one time when Al's hammered him because he's getting it wrong, he's gone, he stood up and he went, Listen, I'm, I'm swearing a lot. I don't know about want it. it's fine. He went, Listen, you fucking baldy bastard. He went, You call me one more time. Me and you's going outside. And I was going, Fucking sit down, you idiot. Sit down. So we sat down, it must have gone round twice, and then it comes back to Keith gets it wrong again. (laughs) For some reason, I've got a champagne cork top in my hand, and I've gone fucking hell dizzy, and I've bounced it off the table, and it could have gone anywhere, but it actually bounced and hit Keith right in the eye. But quick as a flash, Shiro went, fucking hell, look at you. He says, you're the only Irishman that doesn't know where cork is. just because it's a cork. Anyway, Keith's gone, that's it, fucking get up. Come on, outside now, outside. So I'm sitting with a lad called Des Hamilton. Remember Des Hamilton, the midfield player from uh, Bradford? And uh, we, used to, uh, we used to call Des Armadillo for some reason. But Des Hamilton, have you ever, ever watched the film Jumanji? The very first one. Do you know what all the animals, when they run past and then you see the big fat rhino? Just <laughs> <laughs> well, that was Des. <laughs> So Des says to me, he went, boy, what are you doing? Are you not going to go outside? I went, no, I'm not. I says, I'm at the embryo stage of a drinking session here. (laughs) I says, I'm not going to. I says, that's Alan Shearer. I said, he's a world-renowned superstar. And I says, that's that stupid, bloody Irishman. I said, it's broad daylight. I said, they're not going to fight. They're not going to fight. I went, if you want to go, mate, crack on. I'm sitting here, I'm having my pint. Des goes, literally 30 seconds later, I hear the rhino, (sighs) <sighs> he's hit him, he's hit him, <laughs> he's only fucking hit him. So I've oh, so I've run up and he's Al standing over Keith and Keith is out and there's claret all over the floor. And I've looked at Al, I've gone, mm. what have you done? He went I've hit him. I went, well, I can fucking see that. <laughs> I said, well he says, well he tried to hit us, so I've hit him. I went, look, you go, just go. I said I'll 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 look after Keith. I think Rob Lee's took Al away. <clears throat> I've looked after Keith. Now, just a little bit uh, after that, uh, away from the story, there was me, Warren Barton, Rob Lee and John Beresford. We did this big do at the Lancastrian suite. There's about 600 people there and it was a Q&A. And the very first question, it was a Roman mic. Um, who's got any questions? Everybody's put their hand up. mike has got to this bloke. Uh, Warren, Warren Barton. What happened between Keith Gillespie and, and Rob Elliott? Bearing in mind, we've been told, say, no, say nothing, and Warren Barton went, I wasn't there, but the boy was. So I thought, it, okay, right, do you know what? I'll tell the story. <clears throat> so I told the story. So I told the story and I'm driving back. Now, Rob Lee was there. Now, Rob Lee, sometimes, Rob Lee was just ridiculous because I've always sort of said, and Rob will like this, if you actually see Rob Lee in full, please take a picture and send it to me on Twitter because normally his head and his legs so far of Shearer's arse, you didn't really see. <laughs> it's embarrassing. <laughs> so I'm driving home, and I see Shearer comes up, my phone rings, Shearer. And I know for a fact Rob Lee's been on the phone straight away. Alan, 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 Steve, how he's been telling you tell me. So I'm going, hello? He went, you mackin' bastard. I said, what's the matter? He went, you told the story, you told the story. I said, relax, man, Relax. He said, what do you mean, relax? I said, I told the story. I says, Keith came for you. I says, you duck, boom, hit him. Like Tyson, dropped him. I says, the full 600 people were going, she re, she re. <laughs> He went, "What that? I went, aye. He went, well, you keep on telling the fucking story. <laughs> <coughs> so I've told the st- I've told that story. So anyway, when I get back to the hotel, I've just told the lads, like, oh, listen, he's being hit by some drunk person coming past. Rob Lee tells a story. I've told uh, the, guard- the, the, the Guardia, um... He's been hit by a drunk driver. How on earth am I supposed to know he's been hit by a drunk driver? I don't know, <laughs> but that's what they tell. But Keith Keith tells that story as well that he was hit by a drunk driver. And he, he says how thick Steve is by the way. So I thought, all right, well I'll tell you, because when I was in the ambulance with Keith Gillespie, uh, uh, back to the hospital, and he hasn't put this in his book, and he doesn't see it when he does after dinners or anything like that, he forgets to mention when he's in the ambulance, even though he's knocked the f out and he's got blood all o- over him he's actually shit and pissed himself as well. <laughs> oh. And he forgets to mention that.
3: <laughs> so that's mentioned. <laughs> now, how who, stupid who are you, Keith
0: Gillespie?
3: <laughs> I think that could have shot another 10,000 copies, That's <laughs> doing. I got up there,
1: Keith. A little break in play, gents, for uh, a thank you to our sponsor for this episode, NordVPN. I don't it's know if you're aware of it. Are you aware of NordVPN? No. Well, for, all, for everybody out there as well, NordVPN is the number one for bouncing your geolocation. So you maybe a game's only on in China, for instance, and you want to watch it, Barnsley v Nottingham Forest, all of a sudden use NordVPN on the subscription, and you're in China watching that game, John. So let me just
3: get this right. So I'm sat in Barnsley. Yeah. There's a game on in China. It's been shown in China. But an English game yeah. shown in China. Yeah. Use not VPN. V- and that makes my computer seem like it's in China.
1: And you're watching that game. Sat there with a sweet and sour watching Barnsley of V Nottingham Forest.
3: Well I didn't even know that, that? I didn't even know what a VPN were. What's for the quality like?
1: Oh the, it's the number one quality for all VPN services as well. Buffering? No buffering, no, we don't do no buffering. So I
3: think what a game to watch this weekend.
1: And not only that, there's 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 like your, your Netflix services as well that some shows are only available in, in America. You can use your VPN. And not only that, we're not VPN, they provide a security service as well. So all your passwords, all your bank details, and everything with a subscription completely secure on six devices as well. That six devices. So I can watch any game <laughs> from my phone. is mind's blown. Blown, isn't it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. And as always, we've got a special offer. We've got a cost code.
3: We always have special offers. That's why they call us the calls are good yeah. guys.
1: All you've got to do is click on the link in the description and you'll get the special offer with anti malware and threat protection as part of your subscription so you're going to do is click on that link before you know it you'll be watching that game so just to clarify i can watch any game any game well not any any game that's being broadcast yeah right perfect how good's that so yeah massive thanks to nordvpn
3: yeah thank you and what what, just what what game am i going to watch this weekend (laughs) that's me that's my only problem in life now (laughs) what game am i going to watch this week so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobilecom switch.
2: Forty five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
3: Okay. It
1: was Albert uh, Philip Albert the same? Um, Happy with the Cavalier attitude of Keegan, he was he was happy to plunge forward.
0: Phil was what, a, what I mean, what a player! I, I I didn't know a great deal about him to be quite honest. Oh. I knew he was a good player. I'd watched him for Belgium in the World Cup, um, but you know, do you know when you, you see somebody sometimes you'll just see a player on the TV and stuff. Do you think oh he's a good player? Uh, to to train with Philippe day in day out was um, was amazing. I mean, he was it was. I mean, he was absolutely brilliant. He, he was basically, though, Philippe was uh, basically Belgium's answer to Chubby Brown. He was the filthiest, dirtiest man. <laughs> ever and I'm not talking on the field. Oh, my God, he, he was he was just so rude. I'll give you will give you a, an example. Um, the first time he played at home, I mean, obviously, my mum my and dad are big football fans, and um, we were in the players' lounge, and my, my dad had sort of... Uh, I was with my mum and dad, and, uh, and my dad's gone... Steve, do us a favour. Um, can you introduce me to Philippe Albert? And I was like, yeah, of course. So Phil was different to, to David um, because she had to call Dave and Ola David, where instead of Philippe, it's just Phil. Yeah. Just, just liked it, you know what I mean? Um, so I've, <laughs> uh, I've gone, uh, Phil. I like, kind of waved him over and I says, oh, Phil. I said, uh, this is my mum, Yvonne. Uh, this is my dad, Norman. And uh, have you ever, ever watched A Lower Low? And the, the, the big cop by that sort of uh, the way that he speaks and stuff like that. It was just pissing. Yeah, I, I, I look. So <laughs> he goes, uh, he, he basically blanks me dad and he goes, uh, Ah, Yvonne, I have heard a lot about you. <laughs> and my mum's like, what? I have heard you've only had two lovers, the army and the navy. Basically sort of saying my mum's had two lovers, the army and the navy. So she's basically shagged all the army and all the <laughs> navy. And I've gone, fleet, that's my mother. <laughs> and he went, she fucking loves it, Steve. Fuck's <laughs> sake. <laughs> oh, oh, cool. My mum's mom, kill, killing herself laughing. I'm like, Phil, what are you doing? <laughs> but he, he just loved Toby Brown. I mean, we used to, as I said, the <laughs> entertainment manager was what Watto brought on Sid the Sexist, and that was it. I mean, he would, he would just see it. You know, we'd be in the tunnel, for instance, and, um, you know, it'd be always on Sky... Um, and there's thousands out there, there's millions watching at home. And normally in the tunnel, you're like, right lads, come on, you know, do this. Are we ready? Come on, let's do this. So all the, all the lads would be shouting, screaming, we could be playing against Tottenham, Arsenal, Liverpool, whoever, anybody, Barnsley could have been anybody. And uh, when we finished, and just quiet, and he'd go, lads, lads, we turn around and he'd just go, tittu. <laughs> so, so the sexist used to say tit-suit all the time. <laughs> You could see the players that, I mean, we knew what he was talking about because that's the sexist, but you could see the opposition thinking, has he just said tits <laughs> out? <laughs> and he used to just stand there at the back because he used to always come out kind of one of the last ones and he was just a wronging, an absolute wronging. But I mean, such a wonderful player, but the filthiest, dirtiest man you could ever meet.
3: See, I never had that from him either. No, I, don't know. <coughs> I wouldn't have had him down as that. Tits You Yeah. he has always got his cock out, it. If I had his tail, I
0: would as well. Because <laughs> it was a decent size. It was decent. Not Les. Not Les. You didn't want to get in the shower, Les. Because that, that that thing used to look at you and you'd be like, <laughs> that's going to that's gonna attack me anymore. That's... That were a different entity. I mean, that had, I mean, that basically had its own shower, Les. <laughs> Les would send him one bit of shower and his tail would stop in another bit and have its own shampoo and everything. It was <laughs> bloody massive. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there are the lads who wouldn't have it, just like oh, like no. I can't imagine David Ginola.
0: No, it was funny. I mean, D- Dave was absolutely quality. You know, we just had such a wonderful atmosphere that we just used to laugh because he was he was funny. He was really really funny, and it was just a great atmosphere to be around. You know, even sometimes lads used to sort of say, "Phil, get your tail out."
2: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and he just fun.
0: used to get his. I mean, sometimes what he used to do, and I've heard it happens. Absolute, it happens. Kind of. At, I used to speak to Richard Dunn, I played with Richard Dunn at Man City, and he used to tell me a couple of Man City players used to do it, but he used to actually just unzip and get it out and just stand there, and it could be, it it might be in a nightclub, it might be in a pub, but it could be just in a normal meeting of, like, general people, and his tail used to be out, (laughs) and he'd just be chatting away going, oh, yes, 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 it was a very, it was a difficult game, but his cock would be out. (laughs) I like it Just didn't <laughs> people just didn't realise? You're going <laughs> on the register there, for that, he, that, you know, that no. know. he would <laughs> stand there for about ten minutes with his tail out and just like <laughs> chat away, and people would never we would be laughing because we would know what
2: he would do. My, but, my, one of the lads, Martin Woods, has got a belter as well, and he used to go up to people and wrap it round his wrist and go, <laughs> oh, "Can you tell us the time? I've had I've had too many drinks and just people looking at his cock round his wrist." <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: what, what a full Look, time is it? Me, I, I, nah you won't yeah I, I, I just gotta see a well fair player because I'm just not in that line. No, we're just bitter and <laughs> <we>? bitter and <laughs> twisted.
2: It must have been a shock for the players. You've gone from Ardiles, you know, seems to be quite rigid and whatever, to Keegan. How was the how was the transformation from them to? Was um, he was he rigid and stuff, Ardiles are? No, not really.
0: I mean he had a great bloke with him and Tony Galvin, you know, the lad that used to play for Tottenham. He used to fly down the wing and whip balls him with his left foot. Um, but no, not really. I mean, listen, the lads used to, like the the Mark McGee's, uh, Mickey Quinn, um, Roy Aikens, all these stuff, Kevin Scott, Bjorn Christensen, Tommy Wright, all these kind of people, you know, there were still lads that maybe had a night out and stuff like that, but I wasn't really part of it. I don't know what they got up to, to be quite honest. I imagine just had a few drinks and had a laugh and a giggle like players do, let's be honest players, when we go out, we're like bloody bands, you know, we're, we're like kids. We just yeah. fanny on and, and piss about. Uh, but to, we went all of a sudden kind of more mainstream, more like more high profile than than what we were. And that's obviously not disrespectful to any of because Mark McGee was a Scottish international. Roy Roy, uh, Roy Aiken played so many games for Scotland. Mickey Quinn was an unbelievable goal scorer and all these other players but all of a sudden we had massive household names. And these massive household names, when you get to meet them, they're just like us. You know, it they're is. just normal lads. That's a little bit, mm. little bit weird, a little bit strange, a little bit just up for a laugh. Um, but we went from kind of, I mean, we were called the entertainers and uh, under Kevin Keegan, but it was funny because I was talking to Lee Clark about it not so long ago. We had a training session under Aussie. Under, uh, and it was basically, it's called shadow play. You probably know what it is. It's It's—it's it's basically, he picks his 11 that's going to start on the Saturday or, or through the week, um, which is, which it was then pretty much your goalkeeper of four, four and a two. And you've got a full-size pitch, you're playing against nobody and um, you take the kick off and what the, the emphasis of the, of the session is is basically just try and get get some goals and then come back and start again so the, the two center forwards take the kick off the passer back to the midfield player he's supposed to spread it left or right. the winger goes down the wing the fullback goes around him, overlaps you play him in he crosses it two center forwards are in there with a midfield player at the edge of the box or the winger comes in with the side that's all you've got to do put it in the empty net walk back go to the other side so Aussie has set us up in exactly the same way so there was me and um, there was a lad up front at that particular time. He's called Andy Hunt. We've took the kickoff, passed it back to Lee Clark. Lee Clark's passed it back to Kevin Scott. Again, we're playing backwards and we should be going forward screen playing anybody. <laughs> Kevin Scott gives it to Steve Watson, who's right back. And Steve Watson turns round and passes it back to Tommy Wright, who's in goal. Tommy Wright was putting his gloves on in the back of the net. The ball goes in the goal. <laughs> we're getting beat one nil. <laughs> we ain't playing any fucking. <laughs> and we were going through a really bad time at the time, and you can just see Ozzy just rocking. <laughs> with his hand he's in his hands and he's going, <laughs> Fucking hell boys, are we a shit, man? <laughs> we're getting beat one nil and we ain't playing anybody. That's how bad it was. So we went from that to where Kevin had got us. Uh, and it was just you know, you just couldn't you couldn't understand how... I mean, as a player, I was blessed. I was one of the lucky ones that seen it from how bad it was to where we got to. To how good it got. To how amazing it was, just looking at the players and thinking. I mean, there was times I'd play in a game and I'd be standing next to Phil if I was lucky, because he'd be off, or Peasy. And, I, and, and you'd be in St James's Park, and if, you, if you've been lucky enough to play at St James's Park and you look at the atmosphere that it is now as well... It is unbelievable. I mean, unbelievable place to play. So passionate, amazing fans. And I can m- remember si- standing there a good few times with Peasy, and just sort of saying to peasy, how lucky are we? Because you've got that atmosphere and I'm on the same pitch and people I can call my teammates, my friends, that are so blessed with their ability. And I'm actually getting paid for it as well. I'm just thinking, oh, my good God, Peter Beardsley, Andy Cole, Les Ferdinand, Alan Shearer, David Ginola, Speed Lee Gillespie. The list goes on and on of just Aspria, a just amazing players. And just thinking, how am I here? Mm. I was playing for a team that was so bad a few years ago, and look where we are mm. now. And this is Champions League, or you know, top of the Premier League and stuff like that. It's just scary.
3: Mad, it? You know, you said earlier, Peter Beards is the best player you've ever played with. Better than Shearer.
0: I think for the all-round game, Alan Shearer, you've got no understanding how good he was. It's He it, it was just ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. Um, I mean, I played against Al a good few times. You'd feel as though, um, for me as a centre-half, I'm thinking, he ain't doing anything. I'm on easy street here. He's not causing me a problem. But he gets half, that, like, half a sniff goal. Was he the best finisher I've ever played, like... Or played against or being a, a teammate with, I would say no. I would say the best finish for me was Robbie Fowler. But the pound for pound player as a as a as a centre forward, it has to be Al, 100 percent I mean, he goes in anybody's team. Um he was just absolutely prolific. His nickname was Shock. Shocks. Because it would be like who scored? Shearer, Shock. <laughs> so that's what his
2: nickname is. What was mm. it crack with Keegan and Aspria with the Spanish?
0: Oh. Um, yeah. We'd we'd signed Tino and uh, we had a we, our dressing room was so close we didn't like any um, people in there that shouldn't be in there. I mean, obviously, you know yourselves, you have dressing rooms before the game. You get people coming in with the kids and stuff, and you maybe just get a few photographs and all that. But after a certain amount of time, bang, they're gone. Um, and when we signed Tino, there was this blocking, and um, he actually turned out to be a really lovely fellow. He was called Jimmy Wallace, and he was an interpreter. Uh, but we couldn't understand why we had an interpreter because although Tina's from Colombia, um, they speak Spanish. And Kevin, before he, he came a manager of Newcastle, he, he lived in Spain. He lived in Marbella for like five, six years. So you'd have thought he'd pick up a bit of Spanish. A bit, a bit <laughs> of Spanish. So we're having a pop at the gaffer. Just thought sort of saying, hold on a second. Why is he in the dressing room? Nothing against them, but... It's the lads. This is the lads or the staff that's only allowed in here. And he's gone. Uh, no, he's just there for a little period of time. He says, you know, I'll get rid of him. Um, I'm taking lessons. You know, it won't be long and stuff like that. Anyway, weeks and weeks had gone by, and Jimmy's still there, still there, still there. And there was this one game we played away to Aston Villa, and uh, Jimmy wasn't there. So we were like, well, oh, bloody hell! And again, Kevin would do his normal team talk, like I'd mentioned earlier. Um, but we were in, we were in the tunnel. And I think Bob, uh, Rob Lee had sort of said, uh, has anybody seen the gaffer speak to Tino? And I think another one of the lads has gone. He must have just grabbed a hold of him in the hotel and just sort of like rang his room up, Tino, come, come to the room and I'll, I'll do a little tactics and stuff like that. Uh, well, thought nothing of it. We've got a game to concentrate on, let's just crack on. Now, we've been about Alan Shearer before. And um, when you're under the cosh, and you play the ball up to the centre forward. What you want him to do is get a hold of it, get a free kick, just get get a throw in, get something, you know, give us a breather, give us a little bit so we can push up or get five yards up the pitch. Because we're just getting, we're dropping deeper and deeper and deeper. The ball goes up to Tino. He would do something wonderful, absolutely brilliant. But other times he would do something, and you'd be thinking he's got, you know, he's got Adidas trampolines on, and bounce off him. And uh, we were 1-0 up and we were coming to the, like, the latter stages of the game, you're talking like 85th minute onwards. Uh, a couple of balls has gone up to Tino and he, he miscontrols them, or he doesn't get a hold of it and stuff like that. They have a bit of um, kind of forceful attack and, uh, attack and play. It doesn't come to anything, but it p- puts us under pressure. Now we're in the 92nd, 93rd minute, we're still 1-0 up and the ball goes up to Tino and it just bounces off them. They go down and they hit the crossbar. Well, Of course, Kevin on the bench is absolutely chewing. So he stood up and he shouted in the top of his voice, Tino, Tino, when the fucking ball, your comes up, yo, no more fucking flicking yo. Get a fucking hold, yo. <laughs> and Keith Gillespie, who'd been dropped, <laughs> and then Fona went, gaffer, see them lessons are coming on a fucking tree. <laughs> well, Keith was out of the game for another 10 weeks in <laughs>
2: Brilliant, man. <laughs> do you remember what you felt when Dalgleish came in? Do you think if he got kind of went in between the Keegan, Keegan's up there in terms of expressing yourself and what? Do you just think if he came in and organised you with the same lads and brought a couple of more faces in, that would have would
0: have worked? Well, you know yourself. You Both know yourself. When a new manager comes in, it's a different ball game altogether because. Whilst the manager that's just gone fancied you, or the manager that's just gone didn't fancy you, the new manager that comes in now doesn't like you and likes you. Mm. So our, everybody starts again, kind of from scratch. Well, the vast majority of players. Um, so we had Les. Les left. He went to Tottenham. Um, we had David who left because Dav, Dav was really David was really annoyed because Kevin had promised him because Barcelona had come in for David and Kevin had basically convinced him to stay, and then Kevin left. So Dave was, like, pissed, in all fairness. Um, but Kenny came in and had his own ideas, you know. He had his own players that he wanted to bring in. and The dynamics just changed. Obviously, Kenny brought in... Um, I, I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I really like Kenny. I think he was a great... I, 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 he was so much for the players, it was frightening. Um, I still see him now. I think he's a f- fantastic man. Um, but he brought in uh, John Barnes, he brought in uh, Rushy and, and, and people like that and great lads again but basically the whole squad got completely changed you know, when you look at what mm. the squad was and that's why the lads were annoyed because if, Kev, if Kevin had stopped for another season we could have ironed out little different things maybe got one or two different players in whether it was in my position or not fine but we would have we would have won the league absolutely but That didn't happen so you know the rest is history really and he's were there under dalglish
2: and hullets come in and (laughs) again he took took, took, you down again
0: yeah i mean i was pleased with root uh to be quite honest um i was sorry to see kenny go i I, I love kenny but rude was rude was one of these where it was a bit like glenn huddle where he'd go listen all i want you to do is throw me the ball so he'd throw the ball he'd chest it and he'd volley it and it would go <laughs> 60, 70 yards away to somebody right there right at the feet or right at the chest that's all I want you to do <laughs> and Ru would do that but he would be asking all the players to do it and somebody like Nikos Dabitas and Nikos Dabitas bless him I love Nikos great in the air fucking awful on the floor <laughs> awful and he's asking Nick Osh to chest it and volley it, <laughs> head height, 70 yards into somebody's chest. It ain't going to happen. So, of course, he's getting, Rude's getting frustrated. Why? I, th- th- this is so easy. This is so easy. It's not rude. You're not rude, of it.
3: <laughs> You know, if you're
0: asking us to do that. We can't do it. you rude, of it? <laughs> you know, you played with Van Basten and all these kind of players. You know, world superstar. You're not going to get the same out of... A few few, few of us, to be fair, and i will clue myself in that. I'm thinking, I can hit a ball, but at the same time, I you know, I'm not rude old. And he would just get a little bit pissed off with the players. Uh, But there was a big thing as well with Alan Shearer, you know, the egos and stuff like that. And it was weird at the time because at that particular time, Al was going through a bit of a dodgy spell with the goals and stuff like that. And believe it or not, and the Newcastle fans mightn't like this, but they weren't exactly brilliant with Alan. They were, they were giving them a bit of stick. And um, there was there was obviously that little bit about them. Uh, I'd had enough. Under Kenny, I'd asked to leave because I just sort of said, I've had enough, I'm sick of this. It's just, you know, it's, I, I feel as though I need to move on. I need to have something different. I'd been there about 12 years uh, in the first team. And I just felt as though it was the right time to move. Uh, the club had annoyed me because I'd, I'd asked for a testimonial, which they didn't give me. So I just thought, listen, F this, I'm, I'm off.
3: Why, would, why did they refuse to give you that? I don't know.
0: They just didn't want to. And I just was annoyed. So I just thought, well, fine, not a problem. I don't owe you anything. I've played when I never should have played. I've had three of the worst injuries of my career. Um, and I've come back. I've put myself through hell. And I've come back. I've had enough. So I told Kenny this. And anyway, Kenny got sacked. Um, so I'm, I'm with Rude. Um and anyway, I get a phone call and Ger- it was Gerard Hulier, and he was basically sort of saying, "You don't want to sign for Liverpool?" And I was like, "Yeah, okay." Then. So I met Gerard Hulier, agreed absolutely everything. Was driving home, and um, I never had an agent, never bothered with an agent, but at that particular time when I, I just I just got one. Anyway, my agent was Ruth Hulier's agent, so I'm driving home. And I get a phone call off the manager rude and he went uh, what's what's going on and i've said i'm signing for liverpool he went please please don't sign until you come and see me tomorrow morning so he said come and see me at seven o'clock tomorrow morning I went, all right so i i met him and he went uh why are you leaving and i said i've had enough to be quite honest i said i don't like the situation with alan and i just sort of said it's crap i don't i don't it's not. It's not for me, you know. There's just too much politics. I want to play football. I want us to get where we were. I want to enjoy my football, and I've got none of them. We said all that, and he went. I promised to do this. I promised to do that. I promised to do the one. Just promised to sign the contract. So he said, there's a four-year contract there for you. Yeah, you know, it was it was ridiculous money, and I went. All right, it wasn't about the money. I, I couldn't honestly. I, I wasn't bothered about the money. I just want to enjoy football again. I wasn't. So I went, OK, then, so I got my agent to ring Jarrah up and sort of say, no, no, no deal. Signed a four-year contract. About five weeks later, he dropped out uh, against Sunderland. And um, obviously there was, there was all that, that kicked off. Um, and I was like, I've got four years. I've got four years of just absolute turmoil, but Rude got sacked. But then I was like, oh, I was delighted because Savobi came in. Mm. So... Um, you know that was one of the, the big big things for me. I thought, brilliant, Sir so Bobby, it's, it's, it's going to be absolutely brilliant. And then I didn't have that long under Sir Bobby, and he pulled me and went, the club need to sell players. We had, there's myself, there was a lad called Alan Goma, Lauren um Marcelino, and Nikos, uh, and a, another couple of defenders that could play. And he went, listen, we've basically sort of said to the clubs, unbeknown to you. Everybody's kind of for sale. And he says, nobody's coming for any defender apart from you. And it's Man City. What do you want to do? And I went, I'll go say anything. So um, even though I knew I think it could have been a decent thing for um, Finnecastle for under Sabobi, for Sabobi to come to me, I just thought, well, if you didn't want me to go, you wouldn't have mentioned it. Yeah,
3: you wouldn't have <coughs> said anything about it. So
0: I went, right, fine, I'll go.
2: If I go what back to the uh, Keegan. I'm sorry. The Shearer, Hullard, was that something from the off? Did you notice straight away that he was just being a bit yeah, off no, with him? And...
0: Do you know what? I don't know what it was. I don't know whether it was Rude, felt as though his nose was put out, because let's be honest, it's Rude Hullard. And and obviously, Al, Al was, it's Alan Shearer, you know, an absolute legend, icon. And I, if
2: your manager gets a job, you'd think he'd want to keep the best player on the side straight away.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, the thing is, you know, we played that game against Sunderland. Um, and in the pouring rain and he played uh, Paul Robinson up front I think he might play um, I can't remember who he played up front with but obviously we had we had Al on the bench and Big Dunk on the bench and um, Newcastle winning 1-0 Sullen scored two lead goals my feeling is and it's just my feeling but I think it's the general consensus of the boys if if Newcastle had won Al would have left and Rude would have been you know, kind of, wow, what an yeah. inspirational... He was yeah. right to drop yeah. out, but yeah. Kevin Phillips scored a ridiculously late goal when he chipped it and bent it in. Um, and, of course, the very next day, I think there was another other stuff that had came out about, shall we say, a different curricular activity that that had gone on with, with Rude outside the club. Uh, that had different hit the papers. curricular
3: activity. <laughs> that's, a, that's, <laughs> a,
0: that's an incredible way of putting it. I thought so. Um, <laughs> and, of course, that hit the papers and gone. And then, obviously, so what we came in. I think we played Chef Wed first game, and I think I scored six. What? I think we beat him yeah. eight, and I scored six or five with him eight nil or <laughs> seven nil or something. It was a ridiculous score, and um, and that was it. Off and run. With the it,
1: did he have issues with other players? Was it was it was uh, Rudolph when, when Ket Spire went absolutely mental and started kicking the. The ball, the no, I, think I, might
0: have, I, I don't know. I'm not sure if it was Kenny, right? But I mean, Tam was a—I uh, mean, he's Georgian and the, the hot-headed, the very passionate, um, great lad. Um, as I said, I think he came at the same time as uh, John Dal Thomason. great lad. But just he was—he took it so personally that he wasn't playing. And obviously we all know that one that when he scored and he was trying to boot the, the hoardings and take his boots off. <laughs> boots
1: off and, and everything
0: and <laughs> losing the plot.
3: That's but some I, that's some protest that yeah. Oh, him. he wasn't right. Fuck it all, <laughs> fuck it all, fuck you.
0: He
3: must have been there. I mean, I
0: must have, he must have been there with Rude. And Rude had took us paintballing. And um Tamuri and a few of the other lads, they'd done like kind of um army service for their country. Do you know when you've got to you've got to go into the. Yeah. And um obviously we've got two teams. Everybody wanted to, everybody wanted to shoot rude. <laughs> <laughs> and Did it when, when his hair coming out <laughs> and his goggles just and, uh, We we split up in two teams and uh, the lads as hide and stuff like that. Anyway, my team was against um against Tamuri's and we couldn't the game was over. We couldn't find him. But he 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 he'd been an expert in camouflage, <laughs> right? And he was was in the trees. (laughs) He was in the trees? He was in the trees. (laughs) Right, so we're just walking, walking back, the game's over, and he's come diving out like bloody Jean-Claude Van Damme with the flips and stuff like that, and he's gone... And he's gone, die, you English pigs. (laughs) And he's gone, time or two, he's gone, no, never f***ing Where? And he's gone... And he's gone, where's Hullet? Where's Hullet? It's over,
3: Tam. It's over, mate. <laughs> Lost the plot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you weren't expecting that, road.
1: <laughs> Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too.